Happy New Year's, folks from the Benchmop Scrubs family. Thank you again and always for tuning into our podcast. I'm Obey Chia. On today's podcast, we're going to be re- recapping the wildcard weekend. It was a historic weekend as we had three games each day for the first time ever. We'll talk about the outcomes of the games, our thoughts, and predictions going forward. Unfortunately, none of the seven seeds were able to pull off the upset. Sorry, Colts and Bears fans, but we witnessed some great football and some unexpected outcomes. Yusuf, what do you think? Well, before we begin, um, we just wanted to give a huge shout out to SS Crafted Designs. They're founded by a young guy, absolutely quality dude named Sabur, based in Houston. And he was nice enough to design our podcast shirts, which look extremely clean and extremely dope. Amazing quality, color is vibrant, and totally looks professional. He designs and customizes many different things, art, clothing, treats, gifts for weddings, birthdays, etc. just to name a few. So give him a like, subscribe, and seriously check him out. He's on Instagram, Facebook, and Etsy, and we'll have a link to his profile on our pages. Also, shouts to my little cousin Rabia from Houston for linking us up and making this happen. Again, guys, his name is Sabhur, based out in Houston, SS Crafted Designs. Check him out. Wait, so are we going to get paid for that? Or since we... Like... Uh, yeah, dude. He paid promotion. us by making us those shirts, bro. Yep. I mean, that's true. <laughs> but like, I'm, I don't have the shirts. So I don't know what's going bro. bro, I got them. I got them. I got you. All right. You subburned them after your Friday <laughs> yeah. night, bro. I know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got some tension here. Guys, isn't it? Wait, doesn't something feel off today? Exactly. Like, I feel like something's um, off or missing. Or, Well, I see Daniel and you obeyed. Wait, wait. Where's Ibrahim? Is he here? Uh, Ibrahim? Not. Did you send him a link? Yeah, I sent him a link. Can you check your message? Uh, uh, oh, you know, it's just that thing with... I sent him a message. It's He got it. I, I texted him. are we... No. Yo. I texted him. I'm like, listen, meet us. And he's like, yeah, I'll meet you January 12th at 9 p.m. Wait, did you say January 12th? Yeah, today. Bro, today's January 11th. No. Oh, yeah, dude, check. You are. Well, wait a minute. Wait, why but, are we but, all but on wait, here? Hold on. Why, <laughs> yeah, why, why are, are we all on here? <laughs> did we all mess this up? Uh, I think so. Shoot. Oh, well. All well, right. guys, Ibrahim must go uh, on. <laughs> yeah, show must go on. Ibrahim, Ibrahim's <laughs> doing big things, so you know he doesn't have time for us. You know, but we'll catch. You, uh, we'll wait for him, and then he's gonna he's gonna come back and check us out on the next podcast. He'll be there. But he told me that anything that I say, he agrees with. So it's all automatically <laughs> two against two. <laughs> wait, so wait, that's wait. What it is. So. So did he tell you that he was not going to be here? How did he <laughs> just how did let's he text get to the topic? Predicted. Wait, how did he first, text you? It sounds like preemptive. Bills, like Colts. he knew he was going to be here. Let's, <laughs> and talk about, let's talk about Bills versus Colts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a game, dude. What a game. Um, I guess I'll start it off, you know, with the Colts and the Bills. For me, honestly, I felt like it was a little bit closer than I thought it would be. Um, yeah, it also kind of, 
it also kind of confirmed some of the stuff uh, that I thought about Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a good guy, great quarterback. He's up and coming, um, but it seems like he starts to crumble a little bit um, towards the end of games, especially in high moments when it matters. Um, he kept his poise in this game. Uh, kudos to him for being able to do that. But, you know, I think they should have put the game away earlier and it was just a ball game all the way to the fourth quarter. And I think the way it had played out, it shouldn't have been like that. I mean, I, I think it was a great way for the Bills to get their first playoff win in a long time. And I think um, most folks had them kind of winning big, but that's usually not the case of the playoffs. Most games in the playoffs are tougher. I mean, that's why they're called the playoffs. All the cream of the crop premier teams are here. And so I, you know, as much as we expected it, I'm not t- terribly surprised how close the game was exactly. Um, I mean, both quarterbacks balled out, you know, for R- Rivers did great. Um, uh, and, you know, actually fun, fun fact, I think the Colts are the first team in NFL history to lose a playoff game by ha- with having 450 yards of offense and zero turnovers. So that's a pretty pretty unsettling way to lose especially you know you basically you played perfect football not really mm-hmm. turning the ball over whatsoever and still end up losing the game so it's pretty heartbreaking but it just shows you how much talent the bills have but one thing that's kind of concerning for me going forward with the bills especially is just their lack of running game um zach moss is going to be out for the postseason so they're kind of down to just devin singletary who really hasn't proven himself throughout the year um and i feel like teams are going to hone in more on Josh Allen and then kind of impede his rushing ability. And that's obviously knowing, you know, how the playoffs go. If you are one dimensional, you're not really going to have too much success, especially deeper in the playoffs. But uh, this team is looking up and they're going to be a real presence for a long time. And I do think they're, um, they're going to, I believe I obviously predictions are, we're going to talk about that later, but I think they have a shot to go quite deep in the playoffs, but uh, very impressed with the bills, especially with how young of a team they have and, and Josh Allen winning, you know, his first playoff game. And I think uh, it's only up from here. I mean, yeah, I think it was, I thought it was a great game as well. Um, the first game to start off the playoffs. Uh, it's always exciting. Uh, has everyone, you know, have, has everyone's juices flowing. I was actually disappointed by the Coles um, because I thought, what are you making? What face are you making? I'm just, I'm just smiling. <laughs> I just love when you talk that now. No, weird. but I mean, I think, <laughs> I think the Colts lost more than the Bills won the game. Um, if you go back and look at it, uh, the coaching on the Colts side was atrocious. Um, they went, you know, they went on fourth and four on the four yard line, which when I think they should have kicked a field goal. Uh, they also went for two when you were down by eight and could have been down a touchdown. Um, very like, why would you do that? Why would you not just kick the you know extra point? And they also missed a 33-yard field goal by Blinkenship, I believe his name is. So if you factor in all those factors, I mean, Josh Allen, I think he's the real deal. I really like, liked watching him play. Um, he's great on the run. He reminds me somewhat of Rodgers, and the commentators were mentioning that as well. Um and, you know, um, Colts ran the ball really well. And Bills have a good defense. And, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, uh, they were running it well. Uh, and as Obeid already mentioned, the Bills have no running game. They only got 40 yards from the running backs, Singletary and Moss. And now Moss is out. Um, so the game was closer than I thought it should have been. And 
um, I believe the Colts lost more than the Bills won the game. And obviously the, you know, Bills were at home. They have a better team, but, you know, with the, the lack of uh, decision-making on the Colts side, I think they, the coaching didn't help them for sure. So uh, they did have a chance. Uh, and I think they could have won that game. Yeah, and I just, I, you know, I want to kind of clarify too. You know, going in, I thought it would be a pretty close game, and it was a great game. Um, but during the game, when uh, it was the fourth quarter, the Bills had really kind of, it felt like they had put the Colts away when it was 27 to 16, I believe, with like eight minutes to go. And then, um, you know, that's kind of where, if there's one critique for this young Bills team is to just kind of put your foot down and finish the game off versus, you know, an experienced guy an experienced veteran in Philip Rivers going down and scoring another touchdown and then making it a closer game. Um, I think like with two minutes to go or whatever it was. So that's kind of what I was talking about. But I think, you know, as they get more experience and stuff, Josh Allen and the bills will figure out how to put teams away. Uh, they weren't able to do that last year in the playoffs, but they were able to do it this year. So like Obeid said, I think it's only up from here for them. You know, a win. A, I also, at the end of the day, sorry, Daniel. A win is a win. I think yeah. no matter how you get it, a win is a win. Uh, I, I don't think the Bills are sad or upset about you know the Colts missing field goals. I'm sure the Colts are, but you know, here and there, that that that's what football is a game of inches. One one or two plays can determine the game. Even though it, you know, the entire game determines the game, but one or two plays going your way or the other can really really make a difference. But at the end of the day, I'm just. I think it was a good step getting that first win for a lot of quarterbacks and teams for the first time in a long time does wonders for your confidence and mentality. So I do expect them to come guns a blazing in the next game, you know, um, when they play the Ravens, but it's just, it's going to be interesting to see the, how, how they play because now with the confidence that Allen has and even, you know, when we discuss the Ravens, how the confidence Jackson's going to have, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how both those teams come out um, because obviously coaching advantages and all that. But uh, I do agree with you, Donnell, the coaching was kind of an issue, but you could say that for anything. If they had made the two-point conversion, if they had made that fourth and four, you know, everybody would be praising Frank Reich, but they're not. So that's just... Also, I think it's the Browns versus the Bills because the, the Ravens are the numbers one seen, so they're going to play against uh, the Chiefs. No, it's the, the no, it's, it's it's the it's the Browns versus Chiefs. Why isn't it the because, lowest seed versus the? Yeah, lowest seed. The Browns were a six seed. The Ravens were a five seed. Weren't the Ravens seven? No. Oh, they were five. You're right. Okay, my bad. Colts Colts were uh, seven. You're right. You're well, right. We're gonna okay. we're gonna have to cut this out <laughs> cut this because we cannot <laughs> we cannot let the no, viewers but, know. But, I mean, but but regardless, I mean, I feel like the Bills play the way they did against the Colts. I think that they're not going to be able to uh, beat the Ravens. Um, so they got to play better offensively and defensively uh, if they want to compete because the uh, Ravens are a really, really talented team. Do you guys want to talk about the next game? Uh, the, awkward I mean, pause. About... <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking about the Ravens already. I mean, I can talk about the Titans versus the Ravens. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess that, that that is going to be the game that the Bills are going to – uh, you know, be up against and again a rematch from last year's um, you know, AFC playoffs and and the Ravens uh, winning and and Lamar Jackson getting that 
proverbial monkey off his back and finally getting his first playoff win, which I was the only one to correctly predict amongst other things. But nonetheless, we'll, we'll, that's neither here nor there. But um, the, the Ravens came out and played smash mouth football and uh, shut out the uh, Yusuf's MVP, uh, Derrick Henry. So but, there's that but, at least. But so. hold up. True. Hold up. Derek hold Henry. up. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> uh, they did. I'll give you that. But again, uh, back when we did discuss this, uh, it was not who you think is going to win the MVP. It's who you think should win the MVP. And yeah, Derrick Henry got contained for sure. Uh, but then, like I said, you saw what type of effect it had for the rest of his team, right? Ryan Tannehill had an okay game. I wouldn't say he had an amazing game by any means of the stretch. Um, AJ Brown was good, not great. Um, Derrick Henry opens things up for their offense. They weren't able to do that. They were only able to put up 13 points. This dude is super valuable to his team. He had a bad game for sure, but I think this guy needs to get the credit he deserves. Derrick Henry, you are my guy. I'm pulling pull you like you are man. still I, I, you are I still agree. King Henry. Not, but but that's more credit. <clears throat> yeah, you know, with, with with the with the Titans and everybody knows that they're going to run. More credit to the Ravens defense for <laughs> oh, stepping yeah, of up course. and proving their worth. And and they are a top three unit, and they proved it. And they 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 said they were going to shout out Henry, and they said they they went into the game. Uh, saying that they wanted to hold him under 90 yards. They held him to 40. I'd say they did a pretty good job on him. Um, and, and, and surprisingly, you know, the Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are the, were the only team before, um, before they went a few days ago to not have won a game by, by after being down more than 10 points. And not only did they win, they out, you know, they scored, they outscored them 20 to three the rest of the way. So that's very impressive for them to buckle down because they're not a team to win from. They're not built to win from being down because they're a very running centric team. And Lamar, as much as, as phenomenal of of an athlete as he is, you know, his main weakness is his pocket passing and not that he did phenomenal from the pocket, but he did good enough with one dynamic, explosive 48-yard scamper to the end zone on third down, you know, and, and I think that really turned around the game for them. Yeah, for me, this game was all about defense, right? I mean, 20 to 13. Uh, with the Ravens and the Titans, you would expect more points. But the, uh, the Titans came in scoring about 30 points, and then on the uh, Ravens side, you have obviously Lamar Jackson, who's a highlight reel on his own. Um so I was kind of impressed by actually the Titans defense. They came to play. You know, they had four sacks. They were holding uh, Lamar Jackson uh, as well as you can handle him. Um, and they did a pretty good job of that, you know, besides the 50-yard run that he had uh, where, you know, he, it's, he's a home run hitter, right? He just, you know, with that one play, he was struggling. But that one play, you know, it, it kind of broke him out and kind of gave him confidence. And, you know, they went on to win the game. But the Ravens defense was the most important you know, component for the win, uh, you know, holding the Titans, holding Derrick Henry, uh, you know, to own under 50 yards. It's, it's crazy. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, no one could have thought about that, you know, that they would hold him under 50 yards. Um, one thing is, you know, you know, he's going to run and you still can't stop him. And that's just what happens with the Titans. Uh, but the Ravens knew and, you know, they were able to do that. Uh, the other thing is the Ravens and the 
Titans, they don't like each other. Uh, as you guys saw, like, uh, after the game, you know, Lamar Jackson just, you know, walked away and he's just like, I'm not gonna, you know, shake their hand. And I think that was because what had happened earlier in the game, correct? Um, actually happened last year. Uh, oh, last when, year. When, when they won, they, uh, they had won in Baltimore because Baltimore was a number one seed and they were a six seed. And so when they had won in Baltimore, they were dancing and stomping on their logo. So then kind of payback, that's what um, the Ravens did in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the Ravens have to offer, um, you know, in the next game versus the Bills. I mean, um, I would think that they're the favorites with the defense that they're playing. Um, So, I mean, we'll talk more about that in the future, but I think it's going to be a really good game between them and the Bills. Yeah, I'm excited for the Ravens and the Bills, man, for literally everything you guys have said, Um, but especially two young quarterbacks who finally got that, you know, they've gotten over that hump of winning their first playoff game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, guns blazing, man, bring it. You know, and and I think it's going to be a, in this, in that particular game, now both teams have that confidence and have kind of that swagger and edge of having that first playoff win, especially about the quarterbacks. I think it's going to come down to who can strike first and who's going to be able to, you know, get the lead. And, you know, if going into the half and playing well, I think that's going to be a key in terms of coming down to who's going to win the game. And I, I think it's going to be a relatively a defensive game. I'm not going to say it's going to be in the 40s, but I think it'll be somewhere in low 20s, mid 20s. I think it's what the game is going to come down to. And I think it's going to be close. I do think the Bills should be and and probably will be favored going into the game. But uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer. I personally have the Ravens going in upsetting the the Bills because that was my original pick uh, that I had. And I'm kind of sticking with it, even though I do think maybe the Bills probably would win the game with just how they're playing. But I think uh, just because of their defense is better and their sheer running, uh, rushing dominance that, you know, they outscored, sorry, they outrushed the Titans by, uh, by almost 200 yards. And Titans were the number one rushing team in the NFL and they outscored them by literally almost 200 yards. And I think that's going to be something, you know, it's one of those things with, with dominant, you know, quarterbacks like uh, Mahomes and Brady and Breeze and Manning, is if you rush the ball, you keep them off the field. And I think that's going to be a key to the game going forward. If the Ravens can rush the ball and keep Josh Allen off the field and that dynamic offense, then I think they have a legitimate shot of pulling off the upset in Buffalo. But are they dynamic, though? Like scoring 20 points against, you know, 27 points against the Titans, one of the worst defenses, the Bills. I don't know the, if they're dynamic. I don't know if they're the, top five the, offense. The Colts, the Colts have the a top three oh, the defense Colts, I mean. in the NFL. Colts have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, so I, they, they played great, you know. And I think each team has a different game plan. You know, Colts are very good against the pass, and that's what the Bills are very good at. Ravens, on the other hand, are a lot better on the on their rushing defense which is what kind of came forth in this game, but not as strong as the Colts were on, uh, you know, on passing. So, so who knows what's going to happen? Cause it all, at the end of the day, it comes down to matchups. And I think um, the bills do match up pretty favorably with, with the Ravens, but you know, not having a rushing attack and kind of being one dimensional and just laying back is going to be a little bit of a negative for the, for the bills, but who knows? I mean, we've, 
a lot of people have doubted Josh Allen and they still probably do to this day. And he's proved him wrong every single day. And I think he has, he, he definitely has the ability to do it. And honestly, same for Lamar Jackson. A lot of people still call him a running back and he's still proving him wrong every single day. I I mean, I agree with you on the one dimensional part. That's the only thing that's going to, you know, I want to see how they do against a really good defense against the Ravens. Um, so we'll see, right? I mean, that's what we're going to be watching. But with no running game and the Ravens defense just, you know, clamping down on the receivers, I'm excited to see, you know, how that's going to turn out. Watch out for one guy uh, uh, on the game. It's it's J.K. Dobbins, the the rookie from OSU, uh, playing for the Ravens. He's been uh, – he was always projected to be the lead back, but obviously with their three-headed attack with Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram – and um and jk dobbins now he's kind of taken over the role and he's so dynamic he can catch the ball really well and uh, i think he's he's going to be a quiet x factor for them um especially keeping allen off the field and we should not forget to mention stefan diggs and that josh allen combination okay i just don't think we can beast absolute beast we can't sleep on it um i think it's going to be a tight game but you know, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, that combination is something um, to watch out for when they play. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, yeah, they, they're going to miss that ground game. Um, Josh Allen is going to be forced to beat them in the air. Uh, but having a guy like Stefan Diggs, I think, is going to definitely help him. You know, Stefan Diggs is always on his game. They're going to need him to be Steph off his game. Okay. All right. It was a Guys, good joke. As soon as you said Stefan, I was I didn't I didn't, honestly I didn't listen to what you said. I was just thinking of that joke the Bro. entire time, dude. I'm sorry. I know. The way you <laughs> the way you pronounce his name, I'm like, oh here comes Stephon. another joke. <laughs> I just um, don't know what it is yet. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of off their game, uh, off their games, wasn't uh Guys, the Steelers? Are you kidding me? Oh, it was, they were. I thought you were. I thought you were going. Game. I thought you were no, going no, no. different route there. <laughs> <laughs> I can continue. I can continue. I have a lot of these in my arsenal, guys. Oh, dude, what was that game? I mean, I knew what that game was. I mean, zero. I, I mean, I. I mean, I predicted the win, guys. Zero. Let's 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 get this clear for the audience. I predicted the Browns <laughs> to win, and I was confident as a as a as a Ohio, and I knew deep down that the. Ohioans and the and the Cleveland Browns would come through and win. And lo and behold, more often than not, I'm you right. Know, and here I was. It's interesting. I think it's just you being there because I spent about a year and a half in Cleveland and all I saw was them collapsing in late game situations. And I think in that year and a half that I was there, I think the Browns won maybe one game. And then Correct now me if you're I'm back wrong. At- and correct, no, I'm uh, back in now, Chicago now. Yeah, and, and look at them. Look's going on God, there. God. <laughs> but I mean, um, can you believe that team was 10 and 0 at one point? Isn't that 11, crazy? 11 and 0. 11 and 0. Yeah. Isn't that and, crazy? And they I mean, they had a very easy schedule. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not terribly surprised that they lost, but kind of the way they lost. The Pittsburgh Steelers got out Pittsburgh Steelers, if that makes sense. The yeah. Browns played like the Steelers. That's kind of what it was. But I was getting a little uh, scared toward the end of the game when Roethlisberger, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Dude can sling it. He was coming back with all his weapons. He was doing great. I mean, he kind of got them there in the first place in terms of them being down 28 nothing. But he let them back. Kind of a, f- a ferocious comeback. But yeah, he did. Kind of just came sh- fell short. And 
prove to me Baker Mayfield can hold a game down. But man, it was so impressive. The Browns did it with literally no coaches, with not yeah. being able to practice for three weeks, and they came out with, I mean, against a team that has dominated them since their inception. Seriously, do this you team think has dominated them? Do you they think? Came out, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Do you think, given the situation the Browns were in, and I know you know they're all professional athletes and everything like that, but the chips were stacked against the Cleveland Browns, you know, not being able to practice for weeks, like you said, and being down, you know, not even having their coach. Do you think there was a lack of preparation on the Steelers part? A little I bit. I, I, I don't know Browns, about that. I mean, I, I, here's the thing. With the playoffs, I don't think that's, though. Yeah, it's a playoff. Yeah, but 28 to zero, man. Plus it's a division rival. I mean, that, yeah. I'm not going to say, you know, with just the professionalism of the Steelers and what you, what you know about the organization, I would never think that them not being ready or, or not, or maybe overlooking an opponent would qualify because Mike Tomlin's not that type of coach. Ben Roethlisberger is not ty- that type of player. And I think they had their guys ready, but I just think they were so surprised at how you know, the, the game plan Cleveland had and kind of just smacked him in the mouth. I mean, you're starting off with a, with a center snap goes over center snap fumble to the quarterback into the end zone. Nobody expects a game to start like that. I get it. If, if a running back fumbles, but that rarely happens, you're more off, more likely to see a running back fumble wide receiver fumble or a quarterback throw an interception. Not that's not a way to game for it to start. So off the bat, the momentum was with Cleveland was there. And and not not to you know, not to give him full credit, but Baker Mayfield showed up. He played great, and I think he showed me great leadership in in a, in a time when no Kevin Stefanski, no assistant coaches essentially, and you had their backup special teams coach was their coach. He showed great leadership, you know, and I could see every time you know his running backs would go and get tackled or wide receiver, would get, he would be the first one there. To pick him right back up, the but first see, one there. Here, here's the thing, though, I, and I, you know, I would, I would agree with you guys, uh, with Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger. These guys are seasoned vets who take every game seriously. I'm more concerned about the young guys on the team. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, the fiasco he created. I don't know if you guys saw the comments he made about the Browns before they even went in. Uh, I'll just read it real quick. He said. I think they're still the same Browns team I play every year. I think they're nameless gray faces. They have a couple of good players on their team, but at the end of the day, I don't know. The Browns is the Browns. So to me, that's kind of him assuming that, you know, we got this in the bag and these young guys, you know, they have that. Um, I believe ODB did a similar situation with the giants with the lack of preparation that cost them, you know? So Mike, Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger can do what they do, but, if it's not all in, I mean, there's going to be repercussions because these are all professional athletes, right? And I know we're, we're going to get into this later, but like Matt Nagy, right? There's so much he can say to these guys, but at the end of the day, it's these young grown men who have to make decisions for themselves and have to prepare. Um, and when there's a lack of that, you see the disaster that unfolded um, for the Steelers. That's the That's only good- point I'm making. Yeah, I mean, it's a valid point. I mean, not just him. I think Claypool came out today and said, like, uh, the Browns are uh, the Browns, the Browns are going to get destroyed the next game. 
So, I mean, that's just kind of the mentality that you have. And if there's a couple of people talking like that, that means that's a team mentality as well. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, that. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was just going to add to that. That's a good point because, uh, you know, he said, oh, the Browns are going to get destroyed next game. And Ryan Clark clapped <laughs> back. I don't know if you guys saw that. He said, yeah. why does that matter? They destroyed you, you know? Exactly. So these young guys have a different mentality than the guys we kind of grew up watching, you know, in Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, uh, killer instinct, killer mentalities uh, that only care about their games and stuff. Uh, some of these young guys uh, seem a little soft and uh, take it personal. So I don't know. And, I mean, it impacts, and, and it impacts the team, right? I mean, look at OBJ, absolutely. right? He's been out for the Browns and they've done only better, right? Since he's been out, I think they've been good point. You know, killing it. So, I mean, I think it impacts the team overall. I mean, let me read the stats, okay? So, suppose you didn't know what the score was, right? Let me read the stats for you guys. Uh, Steelers, first downs, 34 compared to Browns, 20. Third down efficiency, 8 out of 15 compared to 6 over 14. Fourth down, 3 for 3. Total yards, 553 over 390. If you look all at that, you know, you would think the Steelers won the game. But there's one staggering stat, turnovers, 5 for the Steelers, zero for the Browns. I think the, you know, the Seals lost the game in the first quarter, 28-0. You can't come back from that in a playoff <laughs> game. You just can't. Uh, and, did. you know, Roethlisberger is a beat. They did. No, no. I mean, you have Roethlisberger, so he's gonna, you know, bring you back. He's, you know how many passes he threw? He threw 68 <laughs> passes. That's crazy. 68. You know, he, actually, he actually set an NFL record for completions in a game. Playoff and non-playoff game. That's insane. Well, if you Game throw impressive. 68, you better set some sort of... <laughs> That's true. You better set Max. something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. no, but, but I mean... You know, go ahead. Ba- back to what you guys were saying about the young players. I I, I get it. I mean, it's it, they're young players, fine. I It didn't really... I mean, Juju's... Juju Smith-Schuster had 13 catches for 160 yards and and a touchdown. I think he did pretty well. I think, if anything, it was Roethlisberger and their defense let them down. Not Juju Smith-Schuster, not Claypool. The defense defense couldn't stop Kareem Hunt. The defense couldn't stop Nick Chubb. The defense couldn't stop Baker Mayfield. They couldn't even generate proper pressure. The, The strength of the Steelers is what befalled them. And Ben Roethlisberger didn't help with. He was he come aside from the fumble in the beginning. He had four interceptions. So how are you? So how is this on the young guys making TikToks or whatnot? Sure, yeah, they're having fun. They're doing all that. It might not be what we're used to, but that's the new game. That's a lot of people do that. Sure, but didn't impact their game. I didn't see any drops from Juju. I didn't see any drops from uh, Chris Claypool. I so think it added though, no, right? but I think I think it added to the fire for the Cleveland Browns to come out with tenacity. Yeah, it I comes mean, out. I, I'm sorry. I don't think you need enough fire to have a to have a uh, to play a playoff game against your division rival who has literally destroyed you for the last 50 years. I don't think there's any more uh, fire that needed to be fueled there. Let's be honest. If you need if you need a, if you need someone to 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 put a, a you know comment on Twitter or Facebook or whatnot and, and tell you, and that's going to fire you up, then you shouldn't be in the playoffs. Sorry. I don't know. I think, you know, even Juju Smith Schuster's antics of stepping on every uh, team's logo before every game, you know, I don't think that was well received. Sure. That, that's uh, against a bit, opponents that's a bit and immature. Stuff like that. You know, that, 
you know, here's the thing though. He might do all that stuff, and then I don't think I I don't think he's that great. I just I just think no no, but I think ultimately it just puts a target on your back. Sure, exactly. I understand that. I understand so that's what that, but, that's what I'm saying. But all I'm saying is that their offense aside didn't let them down. Roethlisberger is the one that let them down. Their defense is the one that let them down. With you know the game that they usually usually play, strong running game, they didn't have that. Uh, strong defense, especially run defense. They didn't have that pass rush without a blitz with the blitz. They didn't have any of that. And that's what we should be talking about is them failing on defense in part to the phenomenal game plan and the cream cr- cream of the crop. Number one offensive line in the NFL, um, the Cleveland Browns, how they played, they made gaping holes us three could have ran through all right maybe not but like you know it was that good that all all the running backs did fantastic so mad credit to the cleveland browns mad credit to kevin stefanski even though he wasn't there had covid hope you're doing better dude um that they came out and won but he's definitely listening i know he is i know <laughs> hope you're better man i got i got you i got you in my uh, Thoughts and prayers, because I know that's going to help. And then, but, but let's, let's be honest. I think this is where the ride ends. And, but I uh, think, I think you're right. This is what we should be focusing on. But me and Danielle love drama and talking about drama. So that's what Juju <laughs> yeah. Smith-Schuster provided. And that but is what I'm here for. Isn't it crazy, though? Like a couple joking. years ago, remember how uh, Antonio Brown was picking on Juju Smith and how Juju was supposed to be a, like a good kid and good receiver. Yeah. And now, like a couple years later, when you become like the star lead wide receiver, like it's like it's a cycle. He's not like the all star. The- he's, he's not the lead wide receiver on the team. Deontay Johnson's the lead wide receiver on the team. No, the number one receiver is Juju Smith. He might not be no, as not. good, but he's the number one receiver. Deontay Johnson, he was he was targeted the most. He had the most receptions. He had the most no, yards. Dude, he didn't. He didn't, bro. Oh, are you talking about like the Cleveland game? Yeah, no, I'm talking, I'm talking, talking about, about the... in general. I'm talking about in general. Uh-huh. You talk? No, no. I mean, Juju's the number one receiver, even though he shouldn't be. But I, he's the number one receiver. He's not gonna get resigned. I'll tell you that much. He's not. He's not coming back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, free agency. We'll but I think they're gonna resign. Um, Muslim, Muslim, Smith, Schuster. Sorry. <laughs> I had to do that. <laughs> you, guys, uh, you guys think that's, 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 not a, that's, not, that's not a racist joke, right, guys? No, it's not because it's, <laughs> both are religions. Yeah, it's not racist. Oh, God. Um, Whoops. Do you guys think Roethlisberger is retiring, though? I oh, man. Of the year. No, I think I, I, he'll be back. Yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> I think he comes back for one more year. I don't think he can like if I'm him, I can't retire on that performance. I mean, you know, given the 501 yards or whatever he threw and the most completions, four interceptions and losing to the Browns like a division rival like Obeid said, can't go out like that, man. Come back for one more year. Okay. Speaking of come back for one one more year, uh, I don't think Brady's ever going to retire the way he's playing. But this man looks younger every year, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know to, what need, his secret is. I need to get on the TB12 system, guys. Like, cause yeah, I, I'm I'm 29 and I feel like 
after 25, like my body fell apart. I have no idea. And this dude's yeah. getting better every single year. And it's phenomenal. Absolutely. I mean, he's putting up great numbers and he did this against a really, really good Washington front, uh, front seven and a really good defense, but dude. shout out to Washington football team for putting it all on the team. line with a backup, backup quarterback, uh, backup, backup, backup. Wasn't yeah, it the essentially. Backup? Yeah. Yeah. I think Tyler Allen, you had, Dwayne Haskins, had Haskins, Alex, Alex Smith. Smith than him and and he yeah. they played a phenomenal game and i thought they would pull off the upset just kind of something for the ages plus you guys know how i feel about tom brady uh, yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing biased i promise but hey <laughs> buccaneers are good they're they're the real deal and i, I do think that they're the second prop honestly i the way that they're playing i think they're probably the best team in the nfc right now really mm. yes with brady That's... anything's possible right anything uh, is possible yeah for sure i I, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that the the game that's gonna um, the Buccaneers and Saints game that's gonna be happening next Sunday is gonna be the game with the biggest margin of victory, and the Bucks will have it. Wow! Really interesting. Yeah. That's a bold I think, prediction. I think the Bucks will win very convincingly against New Orleans, and if they do, and if Green Bay, which I do think that they will get past the Rams. I don't know if the if Aaron Rodgers will get past the Bucks.